Okay, good morning, everybody. We are on the Mishnah and uh, For those of you out there that are following us with the recordings, uh, I do apologize because we did two Shi'urim uh, and Shvuas itself of Chazari, Kavrot Savar Blot. And uh, if you would like to fill those in, you'll have to go back to the old recordings to get the. Uh, to get that material, but we are currently up to the Mishnah on Dav Chaf Abba Mebez with about three blocks to go in our Chazar before we go right to the uh, third parak. Bezaz Hashem. Okay, so it says the Mishnah as follows. Maisa v'hevilo l'Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai l'ita misatasho. There's a story that they once brought food to Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai to taste some food. V'hagamliel shnei kosos u'delisho mayim. And they brought to Gamliel two volumes worth of food and a and a pail of water. In both of those cases, what happened? the sukkah. They said, bring it up to the sukkah. We want to eat it in the sukkah. And they, when they gave food to Rabbi Tzadok, it was food less than the size of a kibetzah. He did three leniencies. One of them was that he didn't wash his hands. He just grabbed it, though, with some sort of handkerchief. And he ate it outside the sukkah. And he did not make a barach Those are three leniencies. So again, the first half of the Mishnah is uh, stories of both the Riyacham and Zakkai and Agam Liel, that even though it was an amount of food that was not obligated in the sukkah, they nonetheless said, bring it to the sukkah. And then we end up with the story of Sadaik that had an amount that was less than that which is obligated in the sukkah, and he in fact did not go to the sukkah. And the two more leniencies is they did not wash his hands and he did not make a barach I mean, n- none of these are leniencies. They're just, they're just pointing out that like he wasn't like Machmer himself or whatever it was. Like you know, this is on the heels of uh, of a ratio where two people took on chumers on themselves. So they're saying that Rishadok did not extend himself in that way. And I'm saying, unless I'm wrong, he Right. Like, even, even I'm saying, even the ratio, the, the, the two, the two Rabbanim ratio wouldn't have said either on that amount. No. Or are you uh, saying other people hold different? Um, there, could, there could be there could be different shirim. That's that's for sure. Definitely. I mean, even benching itself is that uh, you know the minig and klai so benching and chazal and that even for less you you uh, you go ahead and you bench for it. But technically, the Torah says you should only bench if you're you know, a sesviya. So maybe you know again, it's not so simple because you know the brachos. So you can you know add our brachas on your own. And, you know, if I would go ahead and eat an amount, it's pasha nachayim and bracha achrona. For me to make a bracha achrona, you know, I can't be from and make a bracha achrona. So you're making a good point. But, you know, in the context of that story, it's, it is teaching us the shirim, though, of what is avagid, what is not avagid. Okay, so zakta gemar. How are they more frak This is a story that's contradicting everything we said until now. We were talking about the shir that's obligated to go into the sukkah. We said that a snack does not have to go into the sukkah. And then we go ahead and bring two stories of a snack that's been brought into the sukkah. What, what kind of story is that? That's not supporting evidence to what we've been talking about. That's actually contradictory evidence. So it says um, Well, really what's happening is, is that there's lacking material here. And the full version is as follows. Like we mentioned, that sometimes you have uh, mishnayas that are a bit truncated that if you would unzip the file and open up broader, you'd see that there's more information that in fact would make it that there's not a non-secretor over here. It fits perfectly. What is the full version? But if you want to come to Machmer yourself, Machmer, you're allowed to be Machmer. And it's not a problem of being haughty. And there's even a story that supports the fact that you can be Machmer. So they brought food to Machmer to taste. And they brought to Machmer 
the volume of food that's the same as two dates and a pail of water. And they say, bring it up to the sukkah. When they brought your tzaddik food, there's less than a kebetza. He took it with a mapa, which Rashi said he was just doing for cleanliness, not at all to do with halacha. But it says the Gemara, HaKebetza by Sukkah. But we see, though, that he was only making because it wasn't a Kebetza. If it would have been a Kebetza, then in fact he would have been Machmir. So, That's not like either the Shirmi saw earlier. On the previous Mishnah, we said that a snack, you're allowed to have outside the Sukkah. And we had to define how, how much a snack is. One opinion says two or three Kebetzim. One of them said the amount of food that you put into your mouth and you run to the base Medrash. So we gave Shirim now, but our mission is clearly showing that Ritzadah called that it's a Kabeza. Anything less than a Kabeza is a snack, a Kabeza anymore is not a snack. And his Shir is not the same as their Shirim we saw earlier. So why can't we say that, you know, what, what our mission is, is, is going ahead and disproving their opinions of what counts as a snack? That uh, seems to be what's happening over here. So it says the Gemara as follows Lema Te'avi Tuv, there should be a dis, uh, disproof of Rabbiyos Seva Bai. So Dilma, second one in line, Dilma, Dilma Pachu Mikabeza, Natila. So says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. Because there's three things that he's leaning about. He's leaning about washing his hands, he's leaning about bracha chreina, and he's leaning about going to the sukkah. So we're making an assumption that if it would have gotten to the point that it was a kibetzah, he would have done all three of those things. He would have eaten in the sukkah, he would have washed his hands, and he would have made a bracha chreina. Says the Gemara, maybe not. Maybe if it would have reached a kibetzah, he only would have done two of those things. He would have washed his hands, he would have made a bracha chreina, but it's still considered to be a snack that he would not have brought those to the sukkah. And therefore, you cannot be medayik in our Mishnah that, in fact, as soon as you get to Kibetza, you have to go to the sukkah. And therefore, our Mishnah is not a disproof of those opinions earlier who define for us what a snack is. Okay. New Mishnah. Rebbe Lezer comes along and says, one has to have, must, to have 14 sudas in a sukkah throughout the end of the sukkahs. Okay. If they have those in the sukkah, one during the day and one at night, seven days of sukkahs, two per day, you have 14. The Chalmers say there is no set amount of how many sudas you must have, except for one of them, except for the first night of sukkahs. The first night of sukkahs is mandatory. The Chalmers say everything else after that is optional. If you have a suda, it's a nice mitzvah, but if you do not want to have a suda, you don't have to. The Odom of Eliezer, Eliezer has another Chiddush. He also says, um, this is Eliezer, that if you did not have a meal the first night of Sukkot, then you actually need to make up for it. There's Tashlum, just like by Shemona Esrei. If you miss uh, Shemona Esrei and you were a Shoigig, there's Tashlum and then you can make up for it. So too over here, Eliezer says, if you missed having a student the first night of Sukkot, you must make up for it. Right? Yom Tavachan Shalchal, you make it up on the second days of Yom Tav. So the, the Gemara is going to have a problem with that, and it'll end up s- switching things around a little bit. But let's just translate it as it is. And I mean, I'm not really answering your question because this statement of Elijah only makes sense in him changing his mind and all this. So I, I, I'm not going to answer that question. So that's uh, yeah, you know too much. 
Um, I read ahead. So uh, either the point being is what I'm going to share is that if you miss the first night, you do have to make up for it on second dates. The Chum say, nope, you cannot make up for it. And about these types of situations, it says... Mu'uvas la'yichaliska and it's something that's crooked that can never be made straight. Bichisar la'yichalimanos and is a loss that can be never be um, filled in. Or it's really what? So according to both opinions, do we say that the Shabbos meal is like you have to have Shabbos, but it's not, not inherent in sukkahs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes, that is that is definitely what it is. Now we're not getting into Hilkha Shabbos, the regular Shabbos suit, or we're just getting into Hilkha Sukkah. So then, you know, is, is Sukkah making an obligation for you to go ahead and do it? I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, even um, Sukkah, Sukkah is the same obligation as Shabbos. There's two chivim to have a Suda um, on, on, on Sukkah each day. The problem is that usually a Suda goes along with bread. So once you have bread, then you have to bring it to the Sukkah. So, you know, the, really the, the talk of the mission right now is, you know, the obligation to go ahead and have. Um, you know, the, the absolute mandatory obligation to go ahead and do that and not fulfill your, your mitzvah in other ways with other foods or whatever it is. Um, okay, fine. So it says the Gemara, so we have two, two halachas brought on our Mishnah. Uh, both of them are Chedushim of Belezer. First Chedushim of Belezer is, is that you have to have 14 meals. Come and argue and say, no, you just have to have one. And the second Chedushim of Belezer is that you missed the first night, you have to make up for it in the second days. And Chacham um, argue and say, there's no such thing. It's a mistake that you can never fix. You lost out, lost opportunity, and you got to move on with life. Zog the Gemara, my time... Uh, what is the reason for Eliezer that you have to have 14 meals? So says the Gemara, Teshvu came to do. He learns it out from the Drasha that you have to live in a sukkah the same way you live in the house. So just like in your own dwelling, you have one meal during the day, one meal of the night. That's just the norm. So to a sukkah, you have to have one meal during the day and one meal at night. For Rabbanon, how do the Rabbanon argue on that? They say, no, I'll also learn out from Dira. Just like a deer, if you want to eat, you can eat. If you don't want to eat, you don't have to eat. If you want to eat, you can eat. If you don't want to eat, you don't want to eat. I think a lot of people have to yontiv are in the not wanting to eat mode. And again, if you so choose, you could, you could, you're allowed to. So again, yes, the norm in your house is, is that you normally have a couple meals a day. But there's no one forcing you to do that. You totally could choose not to. And therefore, the halacha is, as a come, you can't force anyone to eat in a sukkah either. It's totally optional. Okay, so ask the Gemara, Yahachi, if so, like the Chalm say, your house is optional, and therefore the sukkah should be optional. So So why does why did the chavim come along and say the first night is obligatory? It should be optional for the first night as well. So Amar of Yochanan Meshuma Meshuma Yotzadok. Yochanan says the name of Meshuma Yotzadok. Nemar Kan Chamisha Asar. It says here by sukkah Chamisha Asar that it's on the fifteenth day of Tishrei. But Nemar Chamisha Asar Bechaga Matzoyis, and it says the fifteenth by Pesach. That's also on the fifteenth day of of Nisan. Mala Alon Laila Rishon Chova Mikan Ve'Eloch Shosh. Just like a over there by Pesach, the first night is obligation, and the rest of the days of Pesach are optional. If you want to eat matzah, great. If not, not. So to over here, we're learning Shava Tesvav Tesvav. Just like over there, the first night is mandatory. So to here, the first night is mandatory, and the other days are going to be Rishus are going to be optional. And from there, from and there by Pesach, how do you know it's obligatory? You must eat matzah. The pasuk establishes it as a mandatory obligation, and that's how we know it over there. So again, the comment come out and say there's one night mandatory, but everything else is optional, like how you live in your house. And Rebelezer says, I'm going to learn out a full obligation of 14 meals, because at the end of the day, let's look at the norm. The norm is you have 14 meals and seven days in your home, and therefore you have to have 14 meals and seven days inside the sukkah. Sorry, 
maybe it's not the time, but just one day, can you go through the laws of, of Zahra Shava? Because, because it says the 15th, the 15th, so it says on the 15th you should eat matzah, and we're learning out on the 15th you should have a meal, maybe on the 15th you should eat matzah. What, what do you learn from the Zahra Shava, what don't you? I never really understood that. I mean, let's put it this way, that itself is debated. Okay. Um, the Xerah uh, we have to have a Masora for. That's the key, is that you can't make up your own Xerah Shavas. That's, that's, that's Aleph. So if you're going through the Chumash and you're like, wow, oh, it says this Pasuk, it says this Pasuk here in Parshas Noah, and it says this Pasuk in Parshas Balak, let's make up our own Xerah Shavas. You, you can't do that. You have to have a Masora there connected. Now, exactly what to learn out from it, that itself is debated. I mean, um, Sukkot's time every year is always a fun share to give, is that what is exactly Xerah Shavas Tesvah Tesvah? Because there are certain posts that say that you should have some Matzah on Sukkot. There are some posts that say that just like your matzah is only flour and water. The challah you didn't learn at a sukkah should only be flour and water. There are some posts going to say that just like there's an insert to eat um, on Erev uh, Pesach, any matzah, uh, so too there should be an insert to eat any bread on Erev Sukkot. And some posts can even go as far as to say you shouldn't even take a nap on Erev Sukkot. Just like you're not eating matzah on Erev Pesach in order to make sure that you're having your matzah with the teyovah, with the appetite. So you should not take a nap on Erev Sukkot to make sure that when you sleep in the sukkah, you're sleeping with an appetite. So again, there, there are, you know, really, it itself is debated. It ends up being there for the most part, they just learn out this one obligation because that's what Chazal taught us. Um, and they don't take it to everything else. But there are plenty of other chumras that, that are discussed and, and debated. So uh, I wish I even fully knew, you know, how far to take it, you know. Okay, thank you. I never knew that. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion. <clears throat> so it says, the, says the Gemara right there as follows, two dots. V'oinam Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer also says, V'ha Amr Rabbi Lezer, Arba Esrei Sudos Chayv Adam Lechel B'Sukah, one second over here. Um, Rebbe holds that you're obligated to have 14 meals in the sukkah. So clearly he holds, the way we defined it last time, it was a little bit uh, sticky, the title the, the of this. So clearly he holds that this is very much a sukkah-focused concept of what must be brought inside the sukkah. So it doesn't really stim to say that the same Rebbe the holes that were really dead set on eating meals in the sukkah, that you must do it 14 times over throughout the end of the sukkahs, that if you miss the first night, you make it up on Shemini Atzeris when there's no sukkah. Is it, you have to make it on the last day, exactly. So it just doesn't work. Like, if you still focus on like the sukkah part of it, then to make up for it on Shemini Atzeris, it just doesn't really make sense. So Amar Bira, Amar of Ami, Chazer Bo Rebbe actually was Chazer on his original psak. He does not hold you have to have 14 meals. He only holds you have to have one meal. And therefore we see that he is not so dead set focused on the sukkah of it. Rather, he's just talking about the chi of to have a suda. If it happens to be the first seven days, then if you're having a suda, then you have to have it in a sukkah. But the sukkah is not the primary focus. The suda is the primary focus. That's the primary focus we're focusing on. And therefore, if you have to make up for an Ashmeyaseris, okay, so you have no sukkah. You'll make up without a sukkah. But again, that, that's the way we end up seeing, I think, from the Marshan, other portion was that if it's the Rebbe Lazar, that the main focus is not the suit, the main focus is being in a sukkah, and you have 14 times you have to be in a sukkah, then it makes no sense if you miss the first night to make up for an Ashbini series with no sukkah. But if he's the person that really holds, no, you must have a suda. And the sukkah part is just, you know, technical because you can't have a suda on sukkah loving a sukkah. So making up for it, okay, so drop the sukkah part and have a suda. Because at that point, you don't have to have a sukkah. That was the best we were able to kind of touch it. Would it have been easier for you to suppose it on the idea of compensation? You know, uh, 
Yeah, I'm, ima- I'm imagining that, uh, you know, these are not arbitrary, you know. It, these are him going through the sugya and, you know, feeling one thing is more compelling than the other. That's, you know, anytime you change any psaac that you have, there's always a ripple effect. So the question is, you know, just when he was going through it, and which one did he really feel most comfortable about? He might have just felt that the argument that Chami gave of the way you live in your house is that food is not mandatory. He felt that was a more compelling argument. And he said, you know, you're right. I agree. It's a good point. And therefore, I'm not going to make it if they have 14 meals. But now the ramifications of that are is that that's what he ended up changing to say then. But but according to what you're saying, there should be Tashlum in the last days when he had Sarah's, which the Chami argued on that too. But he stuck with that one. Yeah, so, you know, I'm assuming that's the uh, you know the chronology of events over here. Um, so again, this is this this is we had a little bit of a hard time with this, but this is it seems to be the understanding over here that he was chazer, and therefore, at the end of the day, if someone asks you, does anyone hold lemaisa? You have to have 14 meals on the circus. The answer is no. The Rebbe of our Mishnah does not stick with that. He ends up backing off of it, but he does stick with the fact that you have to make up for it if you miss the first night by having a meal on the last days. Um, so read those words again. So Amr Bir, Amr Ami, Ami is first of the line. Chazer Bo, Rebbe Lazar. Lazar was Chazer on the Psak, the you have to have 14 meals. Mashlim Bimai. So now we're talking about this halacha. According to Rebbe you have to make up for an Ashmini Azir. So you missed the first night, you have to, have to do make a meal Ashmini Azir. What do you mean Mashlim with? Ilema, Berifta. If you're going to tell me you're going to make up with it by having bread, Rifta is like pas. You're going to have to be on bread. But Suda Diyome Ka'acha. The problem is. And again, this is something you have to accept, is that if you're making up a, a meal for the first days, well, don't forget, you have meals on Shemini and Saris too. So it has to be a bit recognizable what you're doing is not for Shemini and Saris, it's the makeup meal for the first days. So by having bread, everyone's going to be like, oh, you're having a nice meal on Shemini and Saris. No one's going to chap. It's a makeup meal for the first days. So that's it. So Elamai, Yashlim, so what is he being Yashlim? What's he filling in with? Yashlim, Mimini Targimimah, he's going to fill in with other types of uh, delicacies. That again, there must be above and beyond what he normally has, and therefore it's recognizable. Hey, why are you doing that? You're doing it to make up for the first days of circus. We 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 said we said either it's a total separate snack, or it maybe even if it's the type of stuff you never have, you know, it's something way over the top type of thing that uh, that you never ever have. Then uh, maybe they'll even 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 as a dessert, maybe they'll be good enough. Like if everyone recognizes, like whoa, you know, you 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 know, you're you're, bring, you're bringing out the uh, the truffles, whatever it is, you know, whatever the example is going to be. Then everyone says, wow, there must be a special reason, not just me at Sarah's. No, yeah, we went through this. No, this is in the house. Nothing to do with the sukkah. Shminiat Sarah again, again, we're, we're talking about Eretz Yeah, that's uh, you know, I don't know what everyone here does on their own Shminiat Sarah is there in America, but that's a whole that's a whole different story. We're talking about the, the Ikra dinner in Israel, and Eretz Israel, no one sits in a sukkah because there's nothing to talk about. I mean, that's just uh, um, you know, there it's clear. I understand what you're saying about the bread, but how can you be mashkim a bread suda with desserts? I mean, it's not a real meal, and you're not doing mashkim. I mean, is that the episode is already benches? Really? And that is a snack outside of the. I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know with certainty which way it has to be. That's why I was just talking to Stan. He was assuming it has to be totally separate because otherwise, then it's just part of the meal, and then it doesn't prove anything. So I don't know if, if he has anything in the bottom there. I, I don't know. A, I yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know with certainty like, how, to, how to do it. Um, but uh, way, it's a separate thing. yeah, it's a separate thing. That we said yeah, that it, yeah, that it has to be. It has to be nicker, and that's why we said it can't be bread. It has to be something that's a bit different. And again, you're asking a question. Then what kind of makeup really is that? But 
you know, it's definitely something to show that I missed out. If you missed Avenue, you just have to sing a Dona Lama. It doesn't count. <laughs> It's something of value. It's something of value to show that you missed out, then you're trying to do whatever you can to make up for it. And it's a tech, again, it's another technicality that I can't make up with the bread because otherwise it's not recognizable. So the circumstances dictate that this is what I got to do. Tanya Amihachi, or Bryce, that supports us as well. Im Hishlim, if you are going to be Mashlim, Bimini Targima, Yotza, if you're going to use Bimini Targima, different side dishes and delicacies, you're going to be Yotza. Shol Apatropus Chalagripus Hamelech, S. Rebeliezer. The Apatropus. Apatropus is the, uh, I don't have a good English word for it, but the, uh, the over, I guess overseer could be a good word, the one who's in charge of, 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 of overseeing um, the palace of Agrippus, he apparently was a Jew, and he asked the Shai of Eliezer, Kigonani, like I, She'eni ragalechel el suda achas bayom, mahu she'oichel suda achas ve'efter. So this is still apparently in the stage of Eliezer's life where he held you have to have 14 meals. And he, why do you have to have 14 meals? Because it's normal to have two meals per day. So the apotropus of Agrippus, and what we see in context, we'll see it in a couple of seconds, is who was such a glutton that he, it wasn't that he was downgrading to one meal a day because he was trying to limit the amount of gashmis that he has, but rather the one meal he had a day was such a feast he was so gorged, he couldn't eat anything else the rest of the day. But Lamais, he only had one meal a day. So he wanted to know, then do the rules change for me? You have to have 14 meals on circus because you normally have two meals a day. I normally have one meal a day. So maybe I only have to have seven meals per circus. That was the Shaila the Ezra, the Ezra. Uh, so Amr Lo, Bechol Yom V'Yom, Atamamchich Kamer Parparos, Lekavad Atmecha. Every single day, you draw into yourself all these types of delicacies and side dishes in your own honor. And now you're not willing to bring in an extra meal in honor of your Creator? Which basically the true answer to him was is that no, it's not based on you. It's based on the norm in the world. And the norm in the world is they have two meals a day and therefore they have to have 14. The fact that you're a glutton doesn't change the halacha for you and you can't do this other thing. And this is reminding me that are certain times people ask me shilas that are like... Um, um, I guess you could call them RPPs. They're called rich, pe- rich people problems. <laughs> like you know, they type of shyly, like only if you're like you're like you're fabulously wealthy does the shyly even like, come into your mind. Which again, they, it's about just asking the shylas, and that's that's the whole point. He did have a valid shyly from his perspective, and and really, I mean, it's interesting that he was getting a mustard shmuz. The mustard shmuz really was don't be a glutton because there was a valid shyly. He did not know the lumdus of the halacha. Maybe it's based on him, so you, know, you can't be upset with him for asking such a shyly. The point being is that no one else would ever think to uh, you know see things from that perspective. Um, Today, one meal a day would just be uh, intermittent fasting. That's right. Yeah, in order to make it a degree extra, you know. Maybe the other way, just doctors would say make it five small meals. So, like, those people, they would ask, do I have to eat five meals or five small meals in a second? Yeah. I mean, look the same. Yeah. Take the opposite end. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's based on the normal. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, again, exactly. I, I, I once offered someone some food. He said, I'm not eating today. I'm like, why? He said, I'm going on a week long fast because next week I'm going on vacation. I'll be able to eat as much as possible. No, it's like a whole lump to be able to, you know, like pull out as much as possible. So, I get, what? It doesn't work that way. Uh, made him feel better. Yeah. Uh, another question that this apotropist asks. I have two wives. 
One lives in Tiberi, one lives in Tzipori. Yeshli shtei sukos, and therefore I have two sukos. Achas b'tiveri b'achas b'tziporu. Mao she'etzei me sukkah l'sukkah v'efter. Can I go from sukkah to sukkah and pater myself? So this is actually based on a halach we not see yet. We're going to see it in one line from now. Is that Rebbe Lezer has another chiddush that he holds that you can only use one sukkah in the entire yantar of sukkahs. That's Rebbe Lezer's shita. You cannot go from sukkah to sukkah. So now the, uh, the Apatrub is asking a valid question then. He said maybe the only reason why you can't use multiple sukkahs is because most people have only one house. So just like you have one house, you have one sukkah. I have two wives. I have two houses. And therefore maybe, yes, granted, I can't go to some random person's house, but can I sit in a sukkah in each of my own houses and have half a sukkah in Tiberi and half a sukkah in Sipari? And that'll be totally fine. And then again, for this shy, the Belazar answered, Amr lo, lo shani omer kolayotzi mi sukkah le sukkah baltan yishona. And basically just rebuked him and said, no, the luck very clearly is you have to have one sukkah the entire sukkah. It's not based on your personal conduct of where do you live in your house. We're going to see in Amabez, it's based purely on the drasha. And the drasha is you have to have one sukkah, sukkah for all the sukkahs, not based on your personal conduct at home of how many homes you have. And therefore, there is no leniency for you. Uh, you would have to stay in one sukkah the entire sukkah, even though you have two homes. Uh, that like if you do have multiple houses, why wouldn't you be able to move? Well, it's just not going to override the drasha. We we we, 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 we said a drasha. The drasha said a special drasha. You have to sit in one sukkah the entire sukkah. Yeah.